You are listening to Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast with Kelly and Callie. And we're here to cut through the BS of dating and all the chaos that can come with it these days. Where we will have deep and meaningful conversations with laughter and fun. It is time to get wicked deep. Welcome to another episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast with Kelly and Callie. Hey, Callie. Hey, Kelly. How's everything going over there? Everything is going good. Uh, it's been a, a really weird week. Um, I, I feel mentally scattered. So we'll see how today's podcast goes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we said that it was because um, Mercury was in Gatorade or something. Yes. Uh, yeah. Something's going on with the alignments of the stars and the planets and the I don't know. Yeah. So that's, yeah. My, my brain has also been scrambled eggs as well. <laughs> so this will be a fun, uh, a fun podcast where we're talking about something that's so deeply, um, triggering for a lot of people probably. Yeah. I too. Oh my, oh my goodness. I think it's happened to pretty much everyone on the face of the earth. Um, and it's something that's talked about in so many different ways. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the shame in staying after someone has cheated. Yeah. Cheating and cheating in general. Kelly, have you ever been cheated on? Oh, hell yeah. This is why you need to read my first book, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I have being cheated on is the worst. And like my, my own experience with that was I didn't find out about the cheating. I mean, it's public knowledge that I was involved in a love triangle. Um, but then after the book came out, uh, signs in the review mirror, leaving a toxic relationship behind. I found out that I was cheated on with both women and men. Wow. Mm. wow. So I, I found that out and I found out about all of the cheating that had happened that I had no idea about. So when I was going and for some reason I thought to myself, well, I didn't know that he did all the cheating when we were together. So it doesn't matter. So I was like, whatever, who cares? It's not a big deal. I was hurt. I was upset. I was like, what the hell? but I never brought that package to my therapist. So then when I started dating, when I was ready to date, I didn't realize why I had all these situations going on. And I talked to him about it and he's like, why did you not tell me this? I'm like, I didn't think I needed to. He's like, what the hell have you been doing in therapy for all these years? So yeah, <laughs> I absolutely have been cheated on. It's, it's the worst feeling ever. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, I think that it's so triggering for so many people. If, if anyone's ever been cheated on this listening for me, when I was experiencing that, I mean, let's be honest, we all have our own insecurities anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally, like we tend to be our own worst critics. So we have these insecurities and when someone cheats on us, mm -hmm. it brings it all to the surface. Ballot, yeah. It validates what we've been telling ourselves. Right. That we're garbage. That we're just not worth it and we never were. And now you cheated and now I know. But the funniest thing about cheating is like you, and this is, I don't know how this is going to land, but you have to be one selfish, narcissistic person to think that cheating had something to do with you. Cheating has nothing to do with us. Cheating has everything to do with the other person. So when I say that, not really meaning that, but you know what I mean? Like how vain yeah. do you have to be to think like, oh, you cheated because of me. Don't give yourself so much damn credit. They okay. cheated because, you know, of who, who they are. And I think that's the most difficult thing to like understand when we're in the we're when we're in the heat of being cheated on or finding out that we were cheated on was like, 
well, this is because of me, 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 me. No, it's nothing to do with you at all. Right. It's like that, that song, you're so vain, right? <laughs> right. Right. Like, wow, look at you on your high horse thinking that you're so good that you could cause me to do something. No, that's not how that works. So yeah. it's tough to kind of say that. And I think that lands some kind of like rough to some people because it's like, well, then why would they cheat? Well, when people cheat, that's like the million dollar question. Why? And everyone waits. Why, why, why? And it's like, well, that's because that's who they are. Yeah. That well, has nothing to do with anything else. So I have a very uh, strong stance or a very specific take on cheating and why it happens. And mm -hmm. anyone that's worked with me, my clients, they all know my stance because I talk about it very openly. And I talk about it in my dating program and things like that, because it is something that most of us have experienced um, or may experience in the future, hopefully not. But mm -hmm. um, I think that it is helpful to understand cheating as best you can and try and wrap your brain around it. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, cheating happens for one of two reasons. Reason number one is that that person's ego is so insecure, I mean, underneath it all, like um, in the subconscious, that person's really insecure. So that person needs constant validation. Mm -hmm. And if that person is either not receiving constant validation from their relationship, they're going to seek it elsewhere. Sometimes you can be giving that person constant validation and it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons that I think people cheat is because of ego and sort of this constant need to feel validated. So that's where you typically see the extreme narcissists, the serial cheaters, the people that will just go out, get it anywhere because they need their ego fed constantly. They need to feel desirable, sometimes not even just by their partner, but by everyone. So you see that kind of cheating. That's mm. over here, reason one. Reason number two that people cheat, and I've seen this a fair amount as well, is because they have a need or needs that are not being met in their relationship. Mm -hmm. So they go seek to have those needs met somewhere else. And I think that that's where you typically see full-blown emotional affairs where somebody is has gone out and they're looking to have a need met. Um, maybe they're not even looking for it, but maybe somebody comes along and it's meeting this need that their partner is not. And then that person falls in love or whatever. I tend to think that it is one of the two. It's either the egomaniac or it's, I'm not having my needs met in my relationship. And I found that they could be met somewhere else. And I think that they're two very different people. Yeah, I think, I think the unneed met thing um is sort of like the uh, the biggest sort of like you know reason why people cheat but i also think it's not because they're not getting an unneed met their needs not met in a relationship of course this is just like my take um i think it's because they're having you know their needs are not met within themselves so like i can give examples of like personally like i've been in a relationship where my needs were not met in any way shape or form like, what the fuck is this but i never thought to myself like i'm gonna get my needs met from someone else because I'm like, he's not like, you know, meeting my needs. And if I go get it met with someone else, what kind of a person does that like make me? So I knew for me, it was like, I wasn't getting it met there, but my needs were getting met by myself. You know, like I love myself, I value myself. So now I don't need to go and find these things outside of this relationship 
just because he's doing that, that's not going to make me feel like less of like a woman and the kind of woman I want to be. So I definitely think it has a lot to do with more of like the person on the inside and like what they're feeling and like who they are and like, like the way that they're living their lives. I think like, you know, a lot of people cheat, are you ready? Because they want to. You know, and I think that's like a, a tough thing where it's it's like available and it's like there and I think all that stuff. And it's, but it has to be, I think cheating has to be one of the cruelest things you can do to another human. I really do. And I think like it's, I hear from like clients and from like different people like, oh, monogamy is like da, 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 outdated. Fine. Do you know how many people are on this earth right now and how many people you can find within a 50 mile radius that feels the same way you do. Like if you feel like monogamy is outdated, go find someone else that feels the same way, but you find time and time. Yeah. Time and time again, where these men and women, especially women who is like, Oh, you know, I want to have this person, but I also want to have all these other people. So it's like, what's wrong with you on the inside that you have to have like all of these people, one person isn't enough. But if you're also a polyamorous person, that's great. You find other people that are like-minded and you do your thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But it becomes an issue when your partner wants to be monogamous and you know, you're like, no, that's like not for me, but I don't, I don't want you to be like open with other people. I just want me to be open with other people. Well, wow, that's a whole nother show. Right. Oh, I completely agree. Because I don't think that being polyamorous is cheating if Mm -mm. both partners Mm -hmm. in the relationship are under the same understanding. If you both put with the same set of rules and the same understanding of like, hey, we both feel like monogamy is outdated or, you know, I I want to be able to have my meat by multiple people. Cool. As long as the two of you are on the same page, I don't consider that cheating. I mean, that's- Right. I think there's, there's something that's the don't ask, don't tell. I think a lot of couples are kind of coming up with that where it's, you know, for a multitude of different reasons where it's, you know, you do your, you guy or woman, you travel, you know, six months out of the year while you're gone. I'm not going to ask, don't ask what I'm doing here. And like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know it, but you do what you do. I do what I do. And that's that on that, you know, and you take care of yourself, like health wise, if you do those things, that's fine. And even if you're two monogamous people and you're like, you get a hall pass twice a year, you get a hall pass twice a year fine, do your thing. But both people have to like come to the middle and just be like, yes, this is what we both want. But if one person is like, yeah, you can't do that, but I can No, like what the heck, why would anyone stay? Which then brings us to like the shame and saying, and that's like the thing where it's like before it, it used to be like, oh, wow, you're saying that's so great. Now people are just like, what's wrong with you that you're going to stay with someone that did that to you, you know? And then it it gets to a point where you don't want to share your experience with anyone because you get judged and people just look at you very differently and they don't know what's wrong with you. If you decide you want to stay. Completely agree. Yeah. I think that there is a certain, uh, actually I, I would say, I think that there's shame around them both because like you said, if you are like, Oh, I'm going to stay, uh, and try and work this out. Some people are like, oh, why don't, don't you have self-respect or, you know, things right. like that uh, versus if somebody cheats on you and you are just like, oh, I'm out, mic drop, you know, done. A lot of people are going to go, well, I mean, are you really going to give up that easily? You know, you have mm-hmm. to together. I just feel like you're going to be judged no matter what. So I think that that 
you know, really just what other people think needs to go the fuck away uh, because it's not about other people. It's your relationship. Right. Um, right. But, mm-hmm. but in that, if you feel like staying is the right choice, um, and again, which is when, when I go back to reason A versus reason B, and the reason I bring up those two sides of cheating is because I, in my previous marriage, reason A is what was going on. This mm-hmm. was a person that constantly needed their ego fed by anyone that would give them the time of day, anyone mm-hmm. that would give them attention. He wanted it. Mm-hmm. And over here, reason B, where it's just like, you know, I, I, you were really busy. I wasn't getting attention. This guy came along and he gave me attention. I slipped up. I fucked up. I'm sorry. I still want this. You know, I had these needs that weren't getting met, but I do want you things like that. If you stay in a situation like that, don't beat yourself up about it. If that's what you feel like is right for you, because Mm -hmm. you can say, I know why I cheated. This is why I cheated. And if both parties are willing to forgive and work on those issues, I still Mm -hmm. think you can move forward and have a functional and healthy relationship. I think that one thing that people don't do often enough or ever maybe is when you have that conversation about being in a relationship that you need to discuss your policy on cheating. You know, and if you are the type of person that's like, you know what, one and done, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you right now, like I'm a one and done. If you cheat on me, then I'm done. But then if you're a person where it's like, I'm not okay with cheating, that doesn't make me feel good. If you tell me that you cheated, then we have a leg to stand on. However, if I find out that you cheated, then I'm done. You know, like what is your policy on cheating? And it's something that people don't really want to talk about. And I know like coming from like a toxic relationship where cheating has happened, it's like, if I sit here and tell someone, listen, this is my policy, are they going to take that and be like, okay, this is how I can manipulate her. And like, I can cheat. And as long as I tell her, I'll be fine. You know, it's a scary thing to like talk about. Cause you don't want to sound like you're giving someone permission. So if your stance on cheating is like, I really don't, I do not want to be with someone that, that shares themselves with other men or other women in this way, then, you know, we may be able to work on it. If you tell me, but that's not a guarantee that we can work on it. You know, it's, maybe we have a leg to stand on. Maybe we can have a conversation about it, but I don't know how I'm actually going to feel about it because, you know, there are people that are like zero tolerance, like zero. Like if I find out, if you tell me that I'm done, 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 but this is definitely a conversation that we need to have. But then we also have to talk about what do we consider cheating? Yeah. Every, everyone has like different ideas of like what is cheating and what isn't cheating. And if you don't see eye to eye, not all hope is lost. You can come up with okay, this is what you think. This is what I think. Like, I think approaching a girl at the gym or approaching a guy at the gym and getting their phone number while you're in a community relationship is cheating, right? I am not going to tolerate that. Like, what, what is your purpose of doing that? You know, that sort of thing. I think responding to DMs from women that you don't know, telling you that you're good looking or you're this or you're that, like, why would you respond to that? You know, like, what, what are you looking at? You're not satisfied here. So looking for those signs to see, to see that they're not satisfied either with the relationship or themselves. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that, that's like you said, that's a big part of it is what's going on inside with that person. Um, and I completely agree. I mean, I, I was very upfront with my husband from the beginning, again, coming from a marriage where I had been cheated on multiple times with multiple Mm -hmm. people, my 
policy on cheating was I zero tolerance policy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if it happens, we're done. Like yeah. so if it does happen, you better fucking hide it, motherfucker, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm out the door. I am out that's the funny. door. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was, and that's me. Yeah. That's simply because I've been through that and I want to be with someone that is monogamous, that does choose me and only me. Like I, that's where I'm at. And, and I'm a very, very loyal person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about me cheating on you either. Like I would never. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the same loyalty that I want in a partner. And if you can't give me that, even if you slip up, I'm done. I'm walking away. But yeah, again, that's me. And I don't judge people that choose to stay mm-hmm. if, if that's what they feel like is right for them. I'm always going to, ensure, I'm going to encourage my clients to really look for the answers within and understand that if they are going to stay, why are you staying? Is it the right choice? Like making sure that you are in alignment with your morals, your values, like your own self-esteem, things like that. But, you know, when it comes to cheating, like you said, it's, is having a conversation or maybe multiple conversations, people would call it an emotional affair. Is Mm -hmm. having an emotional affair better, worse, or just different than having a physical affair, you know, or a one night stand, or, you know, this person kissed me or, you know, we never had sex, but, you know, we, like, we did oral or, you know, what is cheating? And again, I think that it's, everyone has a little bit of a different take on it. So. Yeah. I think people definitely have like a different take on it. I think it's, you know, talking with your partner about like, you know, being open and honest about it. Like, this is what I feel like. And it's being mature enough to have that conversation and saying to someone, this might not be the right fit for me because we don't want to enter into a relationship and then suddenly become a detective. We do not want to be the people that look through phones. We do not want to be the people that look through messages. We do not want to be the people that call and check and drive by and do this because that's going to like ruin our mental. So it's, it's really tough because if we become those things, we do it once and we see, okay, he's not cheating. Right. But then what happens is like, we get into this, like this rabbit hole of TikTok, where it's like, check every name that they have something under because they could be, they could be cheating. And it says their name is Madi and, you know, and it's like, so read every message and it's like, wait a minute. No. So we have all these videos that show us how to be detectives in our relationship. And then all these other women and men validating, I did this and now I'm much happier. No, you're not. No, you're not. You didn't <laughs> Joyce. You didn't like look through something and become wonder woman and be the strongest woman alive and be like, oh, I'm done with you. I have no emotions. No, you, you had emotions. You did, you know? So it's like, don't bullshit everyone. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if we start down that rabbit hole of becoming a detective, then we'll never get out of that. And that's going to ruin the relationship, whether they're cheating or not. And then what are you willing to do with the information if you find out that they're cheating? And I love the women, especially who are like, I'm done. I'm walking away. I have no emotions. I have no feelings. I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm not going to have any follow-ups. I'm not going to do these things. And they do this on like TikTok where it's like, look at what I did. And then behind the scenes, they're crying and they're a mess. And they're just like, I guess I'm not as strong as I thought I was. No, because cheating was like, is going to destroy you. You know, whether you, whether you stay or not, that shit hurts. Like, but to, to give the false idea of like, um, I can walk away and have no feelings about it because people can walk away. Absolutely. 
but that doesn't mean they're just going to be like, I kicked him to the curb and now I'm on, I'm on to, you know, Jeffrey. Well, I mean, Jeffrey's in for a world of hurt if you didn't heal from Harold, you know, <laughs> like that's like not okay. But we definitely don't want to get this idea that like society says we have to leave, that we have to leave, or because society says that you are weaker of a person or whatever, you know, if we stay. But what does staying actually look like after cheating, right? So I think it all depends. For me, I was cheated on once in that, not once, but in that one relationship, I should say. So my policy on cheating is a little bit different from like yours because yours happened, you know, a few times and I think both are fine. So if you tell me that you did this, we can have a discussion, no guarantees, but we can have a discussion. However, if I find out been lying, if you can be man enough to come to me and be like, Hey, this is what I did. Then let's have a conversation. But regardless of all that, like, what does that look like after you stay? I think women, I, I say women in general because usually it's them where they're like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to make his life miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, staying to, in, in a way to almost punish. Yeah. You know, that's not, yeah. that's not good. That's not healthy either. Not healthy for either one of you. And it's like, okay, if we're going to, if I'm going to stay, then what it has to look like in my opinion is both parties working together. Like not just like the woman has to get over it. And then she throws digs at the man because he doesn't want to acknowledge it or work on it. It has to be both people are showing up. Both people want to be there. Both people want to work on it. I think relationships can come back from almost anything, almost anything, if both parties are willing, you know? But then I feel like if you are with someone for 10 years, you find out you've been having a full-on affair for five years, there's going to be some feelings there. It's not going to be sad, you know? It's, there's going to be some arson involved in that, in my opinion. So, you know, and then obviously jail time. So it's like... <laughs> Is this even worth it? But it, it is tough, but we don't want to be detectives. Like, we don't want to have to be like, all right, you know, wait, like, where are you for real? Like, what's really going on? You know, that sort of thing. So if you've been in a relationship where you've been cheated on and it like hurts and you left that relationship, the best idea is to take the time to really heal from that. And I didn't heal from all the cheating that was going on in my relationship relationship because I didn't think I needed to which was like the dumbest thing ever like why would I think that I don't know but and it, it came back in a like a wave of like in my face and it's like well this is what this looks like it's like that shit hurts man that shit that just it hurts it's it's got to be the most gut-wrenching like feeling mm -mm. Yeah. it's not okay to do Completely agree. I mean, I, like I said, I have been in that relationship. I've been through the, you know, being cheated on and stay because I stayed. I stayed mm -hmm. for multiple, you know, this person, then this person. I mean, he had basically cheated on me through the entirety of our relationship, dating, engagement, marriage, like, and I stayed. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. um, not that I was an idiot. I was young. No, you weren't an idiot. Yeah. And, but I stayed and I stayed and I stayed and I stayed and I got to the point where it took me staying through all of that to really understand that it wasn't me. Right. That it wasn't, yeah. there was nothing that I could have said or done differently mm -hmm. uh, that would have prevented him from cheating. That was right. the big thing because I had tried every single thing 
that I could think of. And that's when I got peace and clarity about walking away. Like mm-hmm. knowing that I had begged, I had cried, I had pleaded, I had yelled, I had like, just ev- like we had done counseling with every single thing that I mm-hmm. could think of to try and make it work. It was not going to stop. It was never going to stop. And it just, I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't deserve that. That's right. I don't deserve that. Yeah. And so, you know, I left and, and I felt at peace about that decision. And I still, to this day, don't feel bad about the fact that my marriage, my first marriage didn't work out because, you know, well, I believe I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. And obviously mm-hmm. I have a great, I have a beautiful life and beautiful kids and everything worked out the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, going through something like that for years, um, and taking hit after hit, after hit, after hit by the end of the relationship, I was a shell of my former self and, I, I honestly can say that I feel like being in that relationship changed the trajectory of my life forever. It changed mm-hmm. who I was as a person. Um, and, and I think that that's part of the reason that I have this zero tolerance stance on it now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I've been through so much of that, that, and I, I've stayed and I've stayed that, I just know that if that happens, I'm not willing to stay now. It's not like, I mean, could I possibly work through it? Possibly, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to. Right. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, and that's just where I'm at. And, and he knows that. And I know that. And I know that he feels the same way. So it's like, we're on Mm -hmm. the same page. We're both very loyal to one another, Mm -hmm. Uh, which doesn't mean that we don't drive each other fucking crazy sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> it's part we of it. Absolutely part of it. do. But you know, I will take the the crazy that I know and the crazy that I can deal with over the um the unknown and the you know being cheated on and everything that I went through in my first relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I take my my version of crazy that I experience any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think like cheating is it, it's a tough thing and we all have to get on the same page with our partners to figure out like where they stand with it. Um, but I also want to note that people who cheat are not necessarily bad, right? Where it's like, we have people who, you know, cheat, you know, for their own reasons, for their own stuff on the inside. So if you're with a person and whether you stay with them or not, and they acknowledge like, Hey, I made this mistake and I don't want to be this type of person anymore. Like when I was, um, you know, getting out of all of my stuff, I talked to my therapist and he asked a very valid question. Um, and he was like, what kind of a woman do you want to be? Not what kind of a friend, what kind of a daughter, what kind of a mom or cousin or whatever. What kind of a woman do you want to be? So take all those qualities of the woman you want to be and apply it. And that's going to keep you, you know, from the stuff that you've had to like work on. And now it's, I live my life in that sort of way where it's like, what kind of a woman do I want to be? So when, when I didn't have my needs met previously, and I wanted them to be met. I didn't go outside of the relationship. I didn't because that's not the type of woman I want to be. And I think if we sit back and when we're ready to ask ourselves, what kind of a man do I want to be? What kind of a woman do I want to be? At that point, we're going to have a lot of realizations of like, man, who was I previously? And now I don't want to be that type of person anymore. So the type of wife I was, which is when this whole thing happened with my therapist, when he asked me that, I realized how like 
horrible of a wife I was. And I'm like, I don't want to be that kind of a wife again, but I also first don't want to be this type of woman. So I had to work on the kind of woman I wanted to become. And then I could become a person that dates and then a person that is in a relationship and eventually a person that's going to be a wife at some point, not at night because I can't stay up past nine 30. But you know, <laughs> when I do get married, when I do get married again, the version, the type of wife that I'm going to be is going to be completely different from what I used to be because I want to be this type of woman that I've been now. And I've been practicing this for, I mean, over for 10 years, I've been divorced now for 10 years. So it was at, at when my divorce like ended, my marriage ended is when my therapist talked to me about that. And um, I write about that in, um, in both of my books, actually. So it's, figuring out who you want to be as a person. And then once you figure out who you want to be, and once you become who you are, then you'll start attracting like the quality of people, you know, like your husband now is nothing like what you were with before, because you've been through what you need to go through and then you attract and then keep. So we all attract like these toxic people, right? But who do we keep? So it's up to us whether we keep the toxic people we attract or if we release them back. And then when we attract a person of high caliber, do we keep them? Are we capable of keeping them? You know, it's like putting the mask on of like, you know, you look a certain way and you've got your filters and you've got this person, you attracted them, but are they going to stay with you and you're going to be able to keep them when you're an ogre, when you take your makeup off, you know, and yeah. like, you, you take off your slim thins or whatever they're called on your body. And then everything is like out and you're just like, I know I was a size four at the club, but I'm a size 15, blah, blah, or whatever, you know, it, yeah. it, maybe it doesn't matter, but not like looks wise, but like the same sort of thing with like yeah. personality, your mental, like, are you going to be able to, you attract it, but can you keep, so we attract toxic, but why do we keep toxic and like push away caliber? That's like, you know, what's going on here. So it's basically what kind of a woman, what kind of a man or whatever, um, you know, that people want to be and then act accordingly. And then you'll start attracting and keeping the people that are like worthwhile in your life. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and I know that we talked about this on, uh, um, the previous episode and last season where we talk about dating better. I mean, it's one of my mm -hmm. philosophies is, you know, around attraction, you attract what you are. So if mm -hmm. you are toxic, you will attract more toxic. And yeah. so it really is taking a look inward. If you're attracting a cheater, what about what, like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And so it's really about looking inward, getting ourselves healthy because healthy attracts healthy. Yep. And looking at the type of person you're attracting shows you what you need to heal. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's really interesting. Well, we're, that's going to do it for today's episode, but I'm dying to know, Callie, what everyone's opinion is, like what their policy on cheating is. So if you guys have a policy on cheating, whether it's a, you know, okay thing, you can work through it, or if it's a done deal situation, definitely leave us a message. Let us know what you guys think and we'll, you know, see what we get and maybe we can discuss it on our next show. Yeah. Sounds great. Until next week. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any of these wicked deep dating conversations. If you have any dating questions, leave us a voicemail using the link in the show notes and you can be featured on the show. Until then, be brave. Navigate the dating BS. And keep having those bold conversations.